Welcome to Central Assembly of God's podcast. We pray this message speaks to you. Praise the Lord. Are you excited today? I'm excited. This is about the best you're going to get from me. I'm just really excited. I am excited, 2017. This could be the year. This could be the year that our Lord and Savior returns. This could be the year. Maybe next week, next month. This could be the year. Well, Happy New Year to you. And uh, did you make any New Year's resolutions? I did a little research on resolutions, and uh, you know the number one resolution is to lose weight. So I read this on the internet, so it's got to be true. (laughs) A lady writes, Dear God, for 2017, I want a fat bank account and a thin body. She goes on to say, please don't get these two mixed up like you did last year. What percentage of people carry through with their resolutions? What would you just... If you said 8%, you were right. 8%, less than 10%. So if you're making New Year's resolutions, you have a 92% chance of failure. (laughs) Today, uh, Today, I want to give you three things where hopefully we can step up our spiritual game. We don't want to do what the world does and make spiritual resolutions. 90% of you won't achieve them. But we want to look at these three things, and I'll go over them quickly. So hang on to your hat. If you have a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 4. Verses 1 to 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. The enemy appealed to Jesus, Jesus' physical man. He was hungry. It says it right there. If you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. But Jesus flipped it on the devil. He said this, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. What's every word that comes from the mouth of God? It's right here. It's the word. It's the Bible. Jesus said, it is written. He was using scripture against the enemy. 
In the Old Testament, you'll find those same words in Deuteronomy 8, 3. So if Jesus said it, it must be important. I don't think he could have made a better analogy than he did. Man needs bread, needs food to survive. The spirit man needs, also needs food to survive the word of God. In Psalm 119, 105, the Bible says, thy word, right here, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you're not in the word of God, you don't know where you're going. You're like a blind man stumbling into darkness, bumping into everything. See, the word of God will illuminate your path. Light dispels darkness. It always will. It always does. Light always wins over darkness. The word will show you which way to go. We need direction today more than ever. Get the word of God in you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do you read the Bible or do you study the Bible? Do you read the newspaper or do you study the newspaper? I get up every morning and my paper's at the door. I come in and bring it in and I read it. In fact, I skim it. I don't study it. See, study the word. Probably... And I hope Pastor Kurtz doesn't hear this, but one of the worst things out there is read the Bible through a year plan. You know, I tried to do that. By February, I was 10 chapters behind. Never did get caught up. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for me, that's not a good thing. Take your time as you read the word. Uh, I started to read the Bible through a year. I'm on my third year. <laughs> Trying to get through. I'll probably get through. It'll take me four years to get through the word of God. So, you know, when you stand before God and you say, I read the Bible through 10 times, no big deal. What did you learn? Well, I don't know, you know. So when you read the word, take your time. There's no hurry, no pressure. Uh, when you read the Word of God, have a tablet with you. Uh, you know, whether it's a paper tablet or it's a... Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, so you can write it down. God is a communicating God. God is speaking to us all the time. Except we, we're so, you know, our lifestyle so fast. We fail to hear what God is saying. So when you hear God, write it down. When God gives you a thought, write it down. You can go back and, and look at those things. 
A couple of years ago, I used to go to the county jail and help, help, help with a Bible study. And I realized that a lot of the prisoners, they knew the word of God. They grew up in church and they knew the word of God almost better than I did. So I'm thinking, what is wrong with this picture? They know the word of God and they're in here and I'm out here. Where's the disconnect? They don't know how, they didn't know how to apply the word of God to their life. See, they know the word of God, but they don't know how to apply it. All right, if you write anything down, write this down. Knowledge, that's this right here, God's word. Knowledge plus application equals wisdom. Knowledge plus application equals wisdom. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge, the lack of knowing God's word. So as you study the word, you need a couple of study tools, a concordance, Bible commentary, Bible dictionary, and the nice thing today, you can do all this online. Believe me, I'm technically challenged and I can do this. So you can do it. Probably one of my favorite sites are blueletterbible.org. There's commentaries, there's uh, Bible dictionaries, concordances, uh, and it's free. It's free. Ephesians 6.17 says, The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit is our only offensive weapon, but that's all we need. God has given us all that we need to defeat the enemy. I did a, a, a visual lesson at the, the academy uh, last year. And I told the kids, the more God's word gets into you, the bigger your sword. Now, now Nevin has a sword in his office. That's our facilities guy. It takes two hands to hold this thing. That's how heavy it is. It's big. It's probably big as me. So I said to the kids, would you like to go to war with this sword or this sword. And I had one of those little plastic toothpicks. <laughs> you want to fight with this sword or this sword? Hopefully I got my point across. The word of God is supernatural. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can get deep in a person, it can do things that we can only imagine. If you're going to thrive in these last days, then we have a choice. We can survive or we can thrive. I, I choose to thrive. 
If you're going to thrive in these last days, you need to get this perspective of God's word. Secondly, prayer. Pray with precision. A couple of weeks ago, it was deer season. And I'm sure all of the hunters, before they went out in the field, sighted in their guns. They wanted to make sure that they were going to hit what they were shooting at. When you pray, be specific. Make your prayers like a laser beam. Go right to that spot. Speak to that disease. Speak to that organ in the body that's not working properly. Command it to shrink. Command that cancer to shrink and die. Pray God's word over situations. If you don't know God's word, you don't read God's word, you don't know God's word, you don't have anything to pray over. That's simple. God's word is like spiritual bullets that you can fire at the enemy. The most important thing when you pray is to listen. What is God saying? Again, God is a communicating God. We have to have our antennas up to hear what God is saying. I grew up in a little coal town just a couple miles over the hill. And in in that little town, all the houses in the 50s and 60s had an antenna on the, either on the roof, on the chimney, it was strapped to the chimney, or out in the backyard. And I remember on uh, many a winter nights, uh, we wanted to watch TV. We only got three channels. And uh, so Dad, he took a big pipe wrench, and he was out in the corner of the yard turning the, turning the pole. We had somebody at the TV... Somebody at the kitchen door, somebody in the middle of the yard, it was like a chain. You know, how's that signal now? Little more. That's good. You have to do that. You have to always, always keep your antennas up to hear what God is saying. In 1 Chronicles 12, 32 The Bible says the sons of Issachar were men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. They had their antennas up. They knew the political landscape. They were listening for the voice of God. So today, just a a couple of things. Pray for our newly elected president, Donald Trump. You know, it's, it, it seemed like we prayed so hard before the election. Now everybody's just taking a break, you know. He needs prayer today more than ever. I had a, a, a friend on Facebook, and uh, I think he was one of these people who since uh, Donald Trump got elected, he's going to move to Canada. But uh, 
after the election, he would post every negative thing he could. I, I, he's retired, I swear at, that's what his, his daily objective was, is to find things that he could post negatively about uh, our president-elect. So in the comments section, you know, and I know this guy was looking for an argument. Uh, all I did was write 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Now, if you're familiar with that scripture, it says, pray for kings and all in authority that we may live peaceable lives. So that's all I put. Every post. <laughs> and... So the next day, I was gone. I guess he defriended me or whatever. <laughs> took me off, took me out. That's all right. <laughs> if we're going to thrive in 2017, we need the Holy Spirit's help. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, go and wait. Wait for the promise of God. I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Let me encourage you today, if you haven't received the baptism, keep seeking. Keep seeking. Don't put pressure on yourself. You can receive it anywhere. In your home in your car, walking down the street. You don't have to be at an altar in a church. God can do that any place. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1977. Newly married, new Christian. I didn't even know what it, what it was all about. But I did know this. If it was from God... It was good. And if God had something good for me, I wanted it. I wanted it. So late at night, in front of my black and white TV, and at that time, we didn't have any antennas. We had rabbit ears. I had a big ball of tinfoil on each one. And I got it just right where I could, I could watch the 700 Club, Pat Robertson. So Pat said, if you want this, put your hands on the TV. I said, I want it. I put my hands on the TV and boom, started speaking in tongues. Praise God. Praise God. But it's what you do afterwards. You know, that speaking in tongues, that's the initial physical evidence. But it's what you do afterwards with it. If you don't do anything, not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's what you do with it afterward. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is our advocate, our guide, our comforter, our teacher, our counselor, our intercessor. Wow. 
Wouldn't you want that? Definitely. You see, God has given us all the tools to overcome the enemy, to thrive in 2017. He's given us his word. We communicate with him in prayer. He communicates with us in the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 64, 8, and worship team, you can come at this time. Isaiah 64, 8 says this. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. The best thing you can do in 2017 is to allow God to be God. You are the potter. We are the clay. Allow him to mold you, make you into whatever he wants. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check us out on the web at centralconnect.org.